Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Studios, it's the Press Box Summer Edition. I hate this place. I do. Ed Graney. I'm telling you, I hate it. Tyler Bischoff. I'm in a hostile environment. I am completely unprepared. I'm surrounded by people who probably want to kick my ass. It's like being back in high school. On ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go. It's Ed, Tyler, Danny still running the show. No idea where Jared is. Jared took a flight somewhere. and He was trying to explain it to us last yeah. week that he was flying somewhere, driving somewhere else to meet a family member, then driving again somewhere yeah, else to meet a different was, family member. There's no chance he's coming back. We will never see Jared just again. He, just because he's lost. Danny, you've got the show for the foreseeable future. All right, I'll take it. Midwest America. We'll uh, hear from him again. By the way, before we start the show, um, it is September 7th, if I remember correctly. You predicted like four months ago that we would get an MLS expansion yeah, announcement in, in September. August. I thought it said August. I, oh, I, think I, yeah. I thought it was September. You no, said. I said August. Oh, okay. So I, I was, was going to be like, you got three more weeks, but apparently. No, I blew you, that one. Okay. What yeah. about, do you feel good about September? I don't feel good about much nowadays. <laughs> I don't even know if I feel good about being here. <laughs> None of us do. We're all going to fly that do. flight and car ride that Jared took just to oh, get out of here. I'd like a cot right now with a pillow. <laughs> the first bite. Are the Chargers more talented than the Raiders? Oh. Important question. Yeah. Josh McDaniels likes the Chargers. Well, he's about to play them this week, so he better like them. Got to talk up everybody. Yeah, you got to talk everybody up. Next week, Arizona's going to be a great team. You could be you could be Jalen Ramsey. Did you see what he said? He no. was asked um, about, I can't remember who they're playing, but he was asked about, you know, the quarterback and wide receiver, and he was like, I'm not gassing them up. You mean Buffalo? Yeah, he was asked about Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and he was like, I'm not gassing them up. He was like, I'm not saying anything nice about them. We're going to beat them or something. Gassing like them up? Yeah. As you can say that when you got the ring. Yeah. So you could be Josh, you could be Jalen Ramsey instead of Josh McDaniels and just be like, they suck. I'm not talking about them. We're going to beat them. Yeah. I don't think that's what we were expecting yesterday (laughs) at the podium. Would have been fun. So Josh McDaniels yesterday called the Chargers one of, if not the most talented team they will face. Raiders will face Kansas City. Obviously, they also face the Rams this season. Those are probably uh, two of the three most talented teams on their schedule, but looking specifically at Chargers Raiders. Is it fair to say the Chargers are more talented than the Raiders? Um, given who what everyone's predicting and what they've added, I think they're I think it's I think it's fair. But here's the thing about the Chargers. This is, you know, this is the September swoon about the Chargers. We hear this every year about the Chargers, right? <laughs> every year the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. Every year they're the team that's gonna win it and it never happens. It's so I'm not gonna say they're not more year, talented Ed. the Raiders, but I mean I, I hear this every year about them. So, positionally, I think if you went through the Raiders and Chargers, offensively, the Raiders are probably better at wide receiver, and they're definitely better at tight end. Uh, Otherwise, Chargers are better at quarterback, running back, and offensive line. Well, they're better at (laughs) offensive line. And then defensively, who's better? Chandler Jones, Max Crosby, or Mack and Bosa? I think at this point in Mac's career, I would take Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. Would you? Yeah. I I don't know what I think. Like, because that's a ridiculously good, like, both are ridiculously right. good sets of edge rushers. 
So I don't actually know which ones I think are better because there's a chance Chandler Jones falls off this year. We've already, we've talked about um, run might be a chance wise. Mac does also right. Yeah, but we like so there's there's two guys there that maybe there there's going to be an age there's going to be a wall here and one of those two guys both those guys isn't that good this season, um, but they're also both capable of having a, a double-digit sack season, right? So it wouldn't surprise me that much if we look up at the end of the year and Chandler Jones has 11 sacks and Khalil Mack has 12, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that would I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it also wouldn't surprise me a whole lot if both Six of them, seven. right, if one of them sort of fell off or something like that and was just sort of a good edge rusher right. instead of one of the better ones in the league. I think outside of that, um, the Chargers are going to have the better secondary than the Raiders this year linebackers, probably the chargers, but like the Raiders are going to play one linebacker the entire season. So least important position there also though. And maybe, maybe this is enough to swing just week one chargers are reportedly going to be without JC Jackson Mm -hmm. in week one. Um, He's expected to be back early in the season, but the reports this morning are that he's not going to be there for week one. He's a corner that the Chargers signed from New England in the offseason. Might be the best cornerback in the AFC, right? He's he's that type of corner. How didn't the Raiders get him? They didn't decide to spend any money on their yeah, two weakest I positions. Gonna, I was going to say, that would have been a guy that they could have brought in that they knew a little about. <laughs> they did not. Yeah, you'd think. Maybe, maybe he's a bum. That's why Josh McDaniels didn't go get him. He was like, ah, J.C. Jackson. We've seen him. I don't him. want him. Guys, he only had like 10 interceptions the last two years or something like that. But that might be him not being there for uh, the Chargers. Maybe that's enough to sort of even out the talent. Because I do think the Chargers are more talented than the Raiders. But going into week 17 last year, I thought the Chargers were more talented than the Raiders. Mm -hmm. Or week 18. And the Raiders still won that game Mm -hmm. in overtime. And the Raiders went to the postseason. And the Chargers did not. Just because the Chargers are more talented than the Raiders, or at least because I think they are, doesn't necessarily mean the Chargers are going to beat the Raiders in week one. Doesn't necessarily Absolutely mean the Chargers not. are going to have a better record than Absolutely the Raiders not. over the course of the season. And whether it's because the Chargers always blow it or not, it's the NFL. And it's we basically get a small sample size regular season. There's enough variance because of usually because of turnovers and weird plays that you can have a less talented team, have a better record, and beat a more talented yeah. team on a regular basis. But I do think McDaniels is... He is talking up his opponent, but I don't think he's um, going overboard when he says the Chargers are one. No, I don't. I didn't think he. Talented. I was there yesterday when the, when he had his podium. I didn't think he went overboard right. and he just fawned all over them. But I do think he believes they're really talented, yeah. and, and I think he's accurate. I, mean, in that. I think he's. I think he's right. right. It's not really like talented. if they were playing. If Jacksonville was their first game of the year, and, and he, he was, was saying like, all oh, these things, yeah, one of the most talented teams on yeah. our schedule, then you could say hello, Lou Holtz. <laughs> We'd be like, hold on. Hold on now. But I do think he's right and that the Chargers are one of the most talented teams. And here's the thing. If you're the Raiders in week one, obviously losing's not good, but I think they're in a much better spot than the Chargers because if the Raiders lose this game on the road against another playoff team, right? It's a division loss. It sucks and all that, but it's kind of like, okay, the the Chargers held serve at home. Right. But if the Chargers lose... That's much worse for you, them losing a home game. You immediately jump into, is this team even the second best right. in the AFC West? Is right. this t- can, because all of a sudden, if you're third best in the AFC West, you're now scrapping for a playoff spot, right? The second best team in the AFC West this year should be in the postseason. The third best team might be, but it's going to be much it's more difficult. Looking for a wild card. And if the Chargers lose at home to the Raiders, 
that's the immediate week one reaction. It's is, like oh. minus two points instead of minus one. Right. It's like, oh, the Chargers, maybe they're not going to be challenging right. the Chiefs in this division. Maybe they're going to be fighting just like last season to the last week of the season for one of the final playoff spots. So I think the Raiders are actually in a pretty good spot going into this game where even if they lose, it's not really that big of a deal. Whereas for the Chargers, if the Chargers do lose, it's a much bigger deal. Danny right now is on his phone making bets on the game. <laughs> as as everyone talks about the Chargers being that talented. I was actually looking at props for tomorrow night. <laughs> Danny, on top of things. We'll, we'll get to that tomorrow. You already have the Rams to be the first team to score seven touchdowns. Yeah, that doesn't mean that ends my betting oh for the year. God. Danny, is four a fair number for the Chargers? Uh, I, think I think that's a good number. I think that's actually higher from what it is. Oh, really? Unless it's gone up. Money last... going to the Raiders? Uh-oh. No, unless it's, unless it's gone up. Last time I looked, it was uh, Chargers minus. Yeah, right now they're three. Oh. But it's it's believer. leaning towards Chargers, so that could go up to three Raiders and a half believers, soon. huh? No? What do you think the odds are there's a blowout in this week one game? There either either way. Like, I don't. I don't think that's going if, to. If there was a blowout, it'd be on the Chargers side. You think they're so? They're at home. Yeah, I think, I think so. They're at home. Um, they have the quarterback. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be really close. So I don't think it's going to be that way either way. The I mean, do you really think the Raiders go in there on the road and blow them out? I don't think so. But can you imagine the immediate 180 that like the entire media would do on the Chargers if they lost by like 21 yes. to the Raiders? Sure. Because, and listen, a lot of people have made the similar point to you of like, well, it's the Chargers. Like, let's calm down. But the Chargers are generally regarded as one of the better teams in the league. The Chargers are generally regarded going into this year as a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah. But if the Raiders walked in there and beat them by three touchdowns in week one. Oh, the narrative would oh, completely it'd be, switch. It'd be unbelievable. Typical Chargers, switch. same old Chargers. Right. They're not going to do anything. That Everyone would be all over them. It'd be incredible. So I kind of want that to happen so that that's what we get to see after week one is, oh, this team sucks again. Yeah. All that talent. And they suck again. I doubt it happens, but that'd be a lot. I'd, I'd enjoy that because the Chargers, again, I don't want to say they've been anointed because nobody's out here being like, oh, they're the best team in the league or anything like no, that. No, but a lot of people think they're really good. Right. A lot and of people think I, they're really good. I do too. I, do, I think they're really good right. also. But it's, it's, I think with that team, there's very much a, we need to see it before we actually I think that's fair, though, Yes, given recent seasons. I think that's completely legitimate. Just given last year, right? I mean, obviously the history of the Chargers and all the Phillip Rivers years where they were seemingly always good but always found a way to blow it. The one year where they led the league in total yards and gave up the fewest yards in the entire season and missed the playoffs. Incredible. I don't even know how you do that, right? Even if you threw all that away and just took last year, like how the hell did that team miss the playoffs last year? Was it Philip Lindsay or something like that? No, Rex Burkhead for the Texans ran for like 150 yeah. yards on him. Like unreal. And then they lose the game that all they had to do was tie against the Raiders. Like just taking last year, you'd look at this team and say, okay, like we see the pieces, but you're going to have to put it all together. Before I think we a lot of that has paper. to do with the quarterback. Well, he's because he's so good. Yeah. Oh, the, the highlights of Justin Herbert make you think, he can be the best quarterback in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like that, yeah. that the range of outcomes for the Chargers is at the end of this season, Justin Herbert is the MVP, and they're like 14 and three. 
right? That's the and high the range end of the that they don't make the playoffs, right? And the other range is they nine win nine and eight, and they miss out even less than that. Like they win seven games or something like that. Because like the Raiders, they've got a tough schedule, so like that's the range of outcomes. And hitting that high end would be an unbelievable season for the Chargers and right. for Herbert and everything. But most likely, they're winning like eleven games or something like that. Yeah. Uh, ten games, eleven and six, in that ten range. and seven. Yeah, and. Be a playoff team, but ultimately not as good as Kansas City or Buffalo or whoever ends up winning the AFC. All right, coming up next, we'll jump into the Las Vegas team that's going to the championship. Gabby Williams will inbound in front of the Seattle bench. 5.3 seconds to go. The Aces lead 97-92. Quick inbound to Bird. She takes three dribbles. She's dribbling out the clock, and they're not even going to get a shot off. This game is over. The Las Vegas Aces win. The Las Vegas Aces win 97-92. They win the series three games to one, this WNBA semifinal, and they win two decisive games here on the Seattle Storms. Home court and the Aces advance to the WNBA Finals with Game 1 hosting at the Michelob Ultra Arena at the Mandalay Bay Sunday afternoon at 12 o'clock. Back to the Press Box Summer Edition. Playing for a title. Yeah, the first major sports professional title if they win in Las Vegas. Uh What do you think? You going to the parade? The parade? No, I don't like parades. That's no fun. Has, what a shock. <laughs> has Sisolak determined that they're getting a parade even if they lose? Oh, oh, if they lose. I don't know. You know if they win, they're getting a parade. And deservedly so. Parades are stupid. Come on, let's be honest. Well, I don't know about that. I'm just saying you know they're getting one if they win. Yes. Well, yeah, you're a champion. You yeah. always do a parade, but they're stupid regardless. Why are they stupid? What do you do at a parade? You stand. You stand and, and you wave and you celebrate hours. and you clap and you stand. Hours. For one yeah. thing to drive by. Stupid. A complete waste of time. You don't go to 4th of July parades. Of course not. That sounds like a nice The Summerlin 4th of July parade. Why play, you're on not there? earth would I do that? To get it's there the day, hot outside, to get there the day before. Set up your tent. Oh, my God. <laughs> set up your chairs. And, uh, Danny, have you done that for Summerlin? I didn't do Summerlin, but I did Boulder City this year. What? Did you get there the day before? A nightmare. Uh, other people we were with set up before, and then we showed up the morning of super early, and we had, like, big big trash cans full of water. There was a ginormous water fight at the end. <laughs> they bring in water trucks sounds and fun. literally just spray everyone who's on the street. Sounds None fun. of that sounds fun. Oh, it sounds Oh, it's fantastic. Glorious. Not a single thing you have said sounds fun. It's fantastic. Why would I want to sit outside in the heat just so the fire department can spray me it's, at the end? No, we sit under a canopy. Yeah. It's great. It's, get, get, hot. it's still get hot. Some shade. It's get July. Yeah, I know. Hey, to do what? Nobody you hates sat the outside heat more to than do I do. What? Trust me. To, to do to, to have fun. To to mingle. To watch cars drive by with decorations and on. give a little wave. Stupid. Give a little wave to everybody. Parades are dumb. Summerlin. Summerlin always has. Uh, usually, I don't know if they did this year. I didn't go. Because uh, they suck. Yes. They normally. have. Uh, <laughs> Golden Knights in, in, in the parade. There's always someone from the Golden Knights in the parade. I think they did do one this year because I did remember they? seeing those pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You think any of the players the car goes by, takes them eight minutes, that? and then we can talk to them afterwards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't get much warning. <laughs> On the aces. Um, how is Chelsea Gray that good? I don't know. What? Did she missed a shot? I don't think so. Like, and here's the thing. Chelsea Gray, 
the entire series. Like, every time she shot, I was like, well, that's not a very good shot. Oh, she made it. Yeah. Like, almost every time, I was like, ah, that's not a very good shot. And she made them. Like, the two big three or big shots she made in the final minute to basically end that game last night was a three-pointer from, like, five feet behind the line. And I was like, oh, that's way too deep. Oh, she drilled it. And then a mid-range jumper off the dribble in which she created zero separation. Did not get herself open at all. And was like, yeah, I'll take it anyways. Mm -hmm. And drilled it. I'm like, those are not good shots, but she made them all for like four straight games. Yes. And it's like, eh, it's just nothing you can do about it if you're Seattle. I mean, in all seriousness, if you're the Seattle Storm, you probably go back and look at all the baskets Chelsea Gray made. And you're probably not upset at your defense on the majority of them. You're probably like, oh, we defended that exactly how we would want to defend that. She just made a whole bunch of shots. Like, yeah. incredible performance. So, first off in this series, Chelsea Gray being better than Sue Bird. Yeah, that was that was big. Is a main reason why the yeah. Aces advance. Because yeah. if you if you sort of look up the ro- look at the rosters, right? You have Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart on either side. MVP, the top two players in the league, right? And for the most part, they, you can kind of say they cancel each other out. Kelsey Plum and Jewel Lloyd are sort of the second best players on these rosters throughout the regular season. And neither one had like a consistently great series, but each had their moments. And then the next sort of level was the point guard play. Mm-hmm. And on one side, the Aces had the hottest player on the planet in Chelsea Gray, and Seattle had Sue Bird, who doesn't like to shoot. And that, I mean, that's ultimately the difference in the game is that Sue Bird was yeah. really just a, I'm going to dribble and pass. That's right. all I'm going to do. And Chelsea Gray, meanwhile, was hitting everything, big shot after everything. big shot, even when she wasn't open. And that's a massive difference. So if we look ahead, can she keep doing that in the finals? It's almost like, can they make the one game, the final game against Phoenix, like 29 threes or whatever they made? It's almost hard to believe. Right. But here's the thing. What if she's like three quarters that good? Yeah. She's still going to be really good. Probably fine. So she'll be yeah. fine. And she might not shoot, well, she's 70% from the field, but let's shoot. She, let's say she shoots 58 or 60% from the field. Yeah. I mean, she shot 50% from three. Yeah. If you shoot 40% from three, you're great. She shot 50. Yeah. So I, like every single game in this series, my thought was, well, great game by Chelsea Gray. I don't think she can do that again because, again, she's not exactly... It's not like she's getting open shots all the time. Most of them are contested, but she kept doing it. And so, can she do it in the finals? Maybe. And, I, and I'll say this. Did you feel... I'll ask you this. Did you feel like that was the WNBA finals? That Aces Storm I did. was the true finals? I did. I don't think Chicago or Connecticut are going to beat them. I mean, I think Chicago might have a better chance. They won it last year. But I did. I thought that that was the WNBA Finals. I, especially the other series is going to five now. The Aces are going to have rest before game one. And it'd be different, I think, maybe to say that um, emphatically if it was a best of seven. Yeah. But being a best of five, I just I can't see anyone beating that team three times. I think it'll probably be an uglier series, right? Like this, the Seattle-Vegas series was one of the best like basketball series that I think mm-hmm. we've probably watched. It'll be an uglier series whoever they play Chicago or Connecticut, but I do feel like Vegas is going to, it's going to be easier for Vegas to right. win this next series yes. than it was to beat Seattle. Yeah. Because, and they still beat Seattle in four. Right. And Yeah. And every game was basically down to the final minute or whatever it was. So I think, I think that was the WNBA finals. The winner of that series is probably 
going to be the WNBA champion, and it happens to be the Aces right now. Did you think after the first half, I mean, I thought after the first half, as incredible as Brianna Stewart was, I think they're only up three. I said, oh, this game's over. Right. When you get I that said, performance, when, you're that good when Stewart puts up 20. You look at the clock, or yeah. excuse me, you look at the scoreboard and they're up three, you're like, yeah. this is, she's not continuing that. Right. And the other key is, uh, what was it, game two? Stewart was awesome for two and yeah. a half quarters. And then I felt like, I don't know, she got tired or whatever and was kind of a non factor for a few minutes. I think the same thing started to happen in that game where Brianna Stewart was phenomenal for two quarters. And then there was about a five minute stretch where she didn't really impact the game a lot. And then she came on at the end. She was good in the fourth quarter again. But there's a the Seattle Storm were so reliant on Brianna Stewart to be the best player in the league to win this series that even a five to eight minute span where she yeah. wasn't the best player on right. the floor. Gave, it just gave the aces right. just enough to take the lead and right. have, have some kind of advantage. And that's what the difference was because the aces had Asia Wilson having a great series plus Chelsea Gray being unbelievable and still getting something from Kelsey Plum, whereas Seattle, they got some good performances from Jewel Lloyd, Tina Charles a little bit, but that was that was it. It was Brianna Stewart and then a little bit from everybody You're else. You're starting a franchise today. Who do you take? Ah, uh, Brianna Stewart. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Get her, get her a she's little in, bit more help and, the, and yeah, to where she doesn't have to carry player. that big of a load. Oh, yeah. She, like the shots that Chelsea Gray hit in this series, I feel like are are – common for Brianna Stewart. The ones where yeah. you play good defense, you force her into a jumper. Oh, she hit it, it anyways, right? Yeah. The, and and that's what Brianna Stewart does. Aside, she also gets the good shots, the layups and the threes. Right. But even when you play good defense, oh, she still scored. So, yeah, if I'm starting today, it's Brianna Stewart. Me too. Right. I, I think that's the, the best player. So, we both agreed if you're starting today, it's Brianna Stewart. Asia Wilson still won an MVP. Yes, and apparently yeah. it could be announced on our show. On our show. Well, during oh, during the during show, our during show. The show during I was like, show. you know something I don't know. No, during our show, I was told yesterday to watch out around the nine o'clock hour today. Yes. Oh, okay. Weird That's timing, told, right? Is that weird gonna, timing? We're going to talk to Andy coming up here, and maybe he can confirm that. That seems like weird timing, doesn't it? Uh, Twelve in the east, yeah. Nine. That's a little early, you think? Huh. Okay. We'll Asia see. Wilson, WNBA. She's going to be the MVP. Yeah, I would assume so. I guess announcing it. Today would have either meant, hey, you get to watch the MVP in game five of the semis, right. or she's already in the finals. Or she's in the finals. You're going to yeah. watch her in game one. Oh, well, if you watch the WNBA finals in game one, because it's Sunday NFL. at noon, and I'm going to complain on, about that and for you're the worried next about your three fantasy days. Team. Yeah, I'm going to complain about it for three days. I got three TVs at my house, and I'm a little worried about, am I going to have the aces on? It's ridiculous. God, who, who did that? Is that just a TV deal? I guess. I mean, ESPN. Everything, TV decides everything right. anyway. It's ESPN slash ABC. They don't have Sunday football, football, right? They only have Monday night football. So I guess that's ESPN being like, we need Sunday programming. But it's brutal. I mean, just from a what are you going to watch and what are you going to be excited for? It's. Yeah. If you have multiple TVs, maybe. But even then, if you have multiple TVs on Sunday, you got multiple NFL games yeah. on most of the time. So it's. It's a brutal scheduling standpoint, but I'll be there for game two. We got tickets for game two already. Yeah. Tuesday night. Six o'clock. You uh, told me? Yeah. Tuesday at six. Should have been five. Yeah. At least game five, if it goes that far, is on a Tuesday as well. So game five will have the full attention of me anyways, whereas game one. Wait, uh, game five is also on a Tuesday? Yeah. It would be the next Tuesday. So if it goes five. I don't think it's going five. I don't either, which don't is unfortunate because then the Aces are probably going to win the title on the road, which is 
not as much fun. Live from the parade. Uh, you the press will be box. Like, we are not doing that. Do not give anybody that any would ideas. Be awesome. We might have a remote. Do not give remote, anybody any ideas. Do and the, the remote the, morning show? The parade starts at noon, but we have to get there early because oh. of the crowd. So we're there at 7 <laughs> o'clock uh, 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 doing the show at 7. Do not give box. anybody any ideas. Q, are you listening? No, Q. Hey, Go back to bed. If we do a remote for your show, if I'm not running the board and I'm doing the remote, that means I got to be here at like 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I got to be down there with my canopy setting up to wave at people. Oh, I got to be down there setting up at five. (laughs) All right. Coming up next, Andy Yavashta joins the show to stick with the Aces. Here come the Aces with Ricardo Williams. Dips it inside to Asia. Asia's got position down low. And one for the MVP. Ricardo Williams saw Asia. She sealed her way down low on Brianna Stewart. Drew contact. And the bucket. Gray with a left-hand dribble. No one else has touched this. She's going to launch a three. Chelsea Gray. Boom. Shaka, laka, laka, boom. Gives the Aces a three-point lead. Under a minute to play. All of the sun, none of the fun. On the Press Box Summer Edition. Joining us now from the Review Journal is Andy Yamashita. All right, Andy, important question for you. Do you like parades? <laughs> I mean, it's a little early to be asking that, but I mean, they're going to the finals. What can you say? Yeah, but do you like do, parades? Will, will like, you do like you like covering a parade? No, 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 not covering. Do, do you like not forget about the Aces winning the title? Just parades in general. Do you like going <laughs> to parades? Um. Eh. Thank you. That is all I needed no, to hear. You come don't on, even have Andy. to give an you answer. Be the, that you want to be there the day before? You want your candy? No, you don't. You parades want your chairs? Are terrible. Maybe leave some water overnight in ice. Exactly. Outside right now, man. I don't know. (laughs) See, Andy knows what's up. Parades are dumb. Nobody wants to watch a float go by like it's homecoming. Give a little wave, Andy. Give a little wave. Unreal, unreal. I'm saying cancel the parade. Don't have it. Do something else (laughs) that's more fun. Um. All right. Well, this might be getting ahead of ourselves. Do you believe that Aces Storm was the real WNBA Finals? Man, it's really, really tough. I think the Storm were definitely a difficult matchup for the Aces. I think the Aces could realistically feel like they should be undefeated against the Sky and the Sun this season. The Sky obviously have the 28-point comeback. You're the Aces. You probably think you should win that game. The only loss they had to Connecticut was when Jackie Young injured her ankle and missed the entire fourth quarter. But on the flip side... They beat Connecticut without John Cal Jones in one game. The Sky are the reigning champions. It's really hard to say. I don't want to just hedge on everything, but, I mean, that was a fantastic series. It's hard to imagine that whatever you're going to get next is going to compare to, to the four games we just saw. It's hard to imagine Chelsea Gray continuing to shoot like this, but even we said even if she's 50% to 75% that good, she still might be the best player in this finals. Man, Chelsea Gray, since... The playoffs started really since the All-Star break. has just been on a different level. Her ability to play make, her shot making, everything she's done for the past month and a half has been exactly what the Aces needed. You know, Asia's been fantastic as well, but you need that supplemental scoring. You need someone who's going to take the ball and say, this is my shot. This is what we need right now. And Chelsea's done everything you could have asked for. She's been phenomenal. I think she's been the best player in the playoffs, not named Asia Wilson, and, and Chelsea's been 
doing everything that the Aces could have asked of her. Do you think and she more. can keep it up? Because I like it felt like fifty percent or more of her shots that she took. I was like, yeah, that's not a good shot. Oh, she made it anyways. Like, can she keep that up in the finals? It's hard to say, man. When she gets into that little rocking step back, turn around jumper, no one seems to be able to stop her. She gets that little elevation. She's got so much arc on her shot. She can shoot it over anybody. At this point, Gabby Williams in game four, I think is the most difficult it's looked for Chelsea, and she still shot something ridiculous. I've got the stats in front of me. She was still, what, 59% from the floor. I mean, it's really hard to say. I don't know. Chicago has Rebecca Gardner, who's been a great defensive guard. I mean, Connecticut's got their backcourt of Heidemann and Courtney Williams, who are good, scrappy defenders, but not big in size like Gabby Williams was. It's hard to say because I don't know what you do on her now going forward for either of the teams that are left. How important is Derrick Hamby's health? Man, I was having this argument with someone on social media, I think, a couple of months ago, because I definitely think the Aces are at their best when Derrick is healthy, but I don't know if they're going to, how much they're going to need her to win a title. They're playing so well right now. They're in a groove. Kia Stokes has done a great job on the defensive glass and just in general being a defensive presence. Is she something very different from Derricka? Laquana Williams is playing the best basketball of the season so far for her. I don't know how much they're going to need her. Of course, they'll be better if you get an all-star back, which is kind of ridiculous to say at this point. But, I mean, Becky talked about it before the game yesterday. It's just really hard to try and reintegrate someone into a rotation that's playing so well and at a time when you have to be playing such high-level basketball. I think you saw it a little bit in Game 4 where – when Stewart really started getting it going in the second quarter, she threw Derricka out there to see if maybe she could do something because Derricka has been their primary defender on Stewart all season, and she just doesn't quite have that quickness as you would expect from someone coming back from a knee injury. So it's really hard to say. I think obviously they'll be better if she comes back. I don't necessarily know if they're going to need her, but these next four or five days between the end of this series and this practice time Derek is going to get to try and get back to game speed, and it will be really crucial to see whether or not she can make an impact. Aces. Make an impact in this next series. Andy Yamashita with us from the Review Journal. Aces are going to be favored to win the finals. I expect it to happen, but if they lose, what do you think the reason is going to be? What could be the biggest problem for the Aces in the finals? Well, like you mentioned, Chelsea is doing so much for them on offense right now. If she loses that if you don't get kind of the supplemental score made up for by someone like Kelsey Plum, who Kelsey played phenomenal yesterday, but hasn't quite had her three-point shot the way she was shooting it in the regular season. Maybe Jackie Young has looked a little hesitant at times on offense. She had some big, big shots against the shot clock yesterday, but she hasn't taken those shots that she was taking again in the regular season. So maybe if Chelsea's efficiency goes down, and the Aces can't quite do that. Plus, Chicago has great depth. I don't know how much that will come into a play in a playoff series, but Aces playing lots of minutes. Maybe you see some wear and tear there going into the next series. But, again, they're playing such high-level basketball right now, and the Storm really, really tested them 
because the Storm are a great team too. And I mean, it's it's hard to say. They look so good right now, but obviously uh, everything could change in, in the next series. But those those are kind of some of the smaller things I'd be watching just to see uh, if if a kind of combination of a couple of those come together. Um, that could be the reason that the Aces wouldn't win a final series here. Uh, is it true that the MVP might be announced today or will be announced today? Uh, we should hear around noon today uh, who the MVP is. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, will the Aces score on every single possession out of a Becky Hammond timeout in the final minute of the WNBA Finals? <laughs> That's what's crazy. I've been, I've been kind of critical of Becky Hammond's ATOs all season. But, I mean, and if you told me this season was going to come down to Becky Hammond calling three incredible ATOs at the end of a game, I would have said they might be done. But, I mean, massive credit to Becky. She's adapted throughout the playoffs. I thought Noel Quinn outcoached her in game one, maybe even got her in game two, and just Asia played phenomenally that game to kind of get the win. But Becky nailed her personnel decisions in game three nailed her ATOs in game three, drew up the right plays, called the right timeout, settled her players down. She did a phenomenal job in those last two games. You still, I think you saw the kind of questionable uh, ATO, like out of timeout, out of bounds plays, come back a little bit at the end of game four. Obviously, Chelsea turns the ball over, which leads to that jump ball with like five seconds left and, and or 12 seconds left and, Brianna gets a put back layup after Jewel misses, but I mean, it, it's hard to imagine someone calling three better ATOs than, than Becky did at the end of Game Three. That was that was one of the best. That was maybe the best basketball game I've ever witnessed in person. Uh, game Three was absolutely incredible. Would you be for a media float in the parade? <laughs> <laughs> You gotta get me like fans and shade and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> the heat is what I'm really worried about if I'm gonna if I have to be out of the parade. But oh, you'll yeah, have to you be know, out of it. Oh, no parade. Skip it. Faces will be uh, fully deserving if, if they get one. Oh, all right, he's Andy Yavasha <laughs> from the Review Journal uh, on my side of anti parade. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> yeah, of course. Happy to be here. Appreciate you guys. Uh, See you. So there's yeah. Andy on the. Review Journal. Uh, Ed. The- so anyway, his only answer when you cut him off was, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> what he likes about parades. Because eh. there's nothing good about them. All you guys have given me is fun and the fire department shoots you with water. <laughs> None Doesn't of happen often. You don't even tell me what the fun is. You just, we're out there in the heat. Camaraderie. You have to experience it for yourself. I've been to parades. That's why I don't like them. It looks like you got to go to another one. No, I do not. For the remote. Have you been to one out here? No. Well, why then, would I go to one out here? They're different everywhere. That is not accurate. Things drive by <laughs> on floats. They wave to you. Maybe they throw you a little fun-sized Snickers bar, and that's it. Yeah, that sounds like a Halloween parade. You got to go Fourth of July. You got to do St. Patrick's Day. You got to do, do the Aces. Absolutely do the not. Aces. We'll not do any of them. I'm sure there's an Easter one. You just got to hit them all. They're all different. No, they're all the same. They just put on different costumes. For it's... your job, I think you got to go to the Aces. I think you got to go. False. I am not going anywhere near that. <laughs> Thank you. Will Down on the strip. Near that. What if the lights win a championship and they have a parade? Would you go? I better be in the parade if the lights <laughs> win a championship.
All right, fair enough. That means you're going Drop to the parade. Drop in the 90s this week. You'll be fine. I would By the be time okay. they win the title, it'll be like in the 80s. I would be okay being in a parade because then I'm on the car just looking at people who are sitting in the sun like idiots. But I would not watch a parade. You would not watch a lights parade? No. I, I would demand Lashbrook to be Lashbrook with in the uh, scarf and the, uh, the lead There's no car. way lights would do a parade. If they won a title? Six people would be at it. Yeah, they could go around the Cashman uh, parking lot. I was going to say, they would just go down Fremont Street <laughs> instead yeah. of the Strip. What is it, the John Gruden bus tour around Arrowhead <laughs> Stadium? Just do an extra lap. <laughs> we'll be good. All right, coming up next, we'll jump into some Major League Baseball. Garcia delivers and a fly ball to right. Max Muncy has left the yard. So Muncy turning red hot down the stretch. That's his 17th home run of the year. A two-run shot, and the Dodgers lead 5-1. to one. High ball, left center field. Hudson going back, and that one is gone! A home run! Muncie with his second home run of the night. 18 on the year, and the Dodgers lead 6-3. to three. You're listening to the Press Box Summer Edition. Ed, how do you feel about Craig Kimbrell? Nervous. Nervous? Yeah. What about, okay, he's apparently started using the song Let It Go from Frozen <laughs> as his new like walkout song. And according to Dodger Let Insider, go. his past experiences, his past his past few games. No, well, according to Dodger Insider, since he started using it, he's not allowed a hit in six appearances and has well, a 0. 0.00. And he's ERA. coming in the eighth also. Well, you know, you got to move him around sometimes. Get him worked out. There. I just like the Blake Trinan's back. Okay. I like the Blake Trinan's back. Uh look, the the their problem is not the bullpen. Yeah, they, but, they might have the best bullpen, bullpen in baseball. But Kimbrel got fixed by the song Let It Go. It's pretty fun there, right? Have you seen that movie? Of course not. <laughs> I know Danny has. No? Nope, I've avoided it. I don't know how, but how I How do have... you avoid it with a little girl in the house? I don't know. Because they're going to damn parades. <laughs> I I do think that we've put it on, and just every time I either zone out or I fall asleep. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, the news this morning in baseball is that Max Scherzer is going on the injured list. He left his last start with left side fatigue, which, by the way, can we stop right there? What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I mean, I have left and right side fatigue, but right. I don't know what left side fatigue. What, what, every time I wake up in the morning, I'm like, that's fatigue right there. Because they didn't say arm fatigue, which I think would make sense for a pitcher if your well, arm... Well, last year, I right. know it well, dead arm. Dead arm. But left side fatigue, like, does it, do, are his ribs tired? Is his, his hips? Yeah. Does like, he play for the Knights? Like, what, I, what the hell does left side fatigue... Like, just half of his body is tired? I don't, I don't understand what that means. But that's what they said he left his last start with, was with left side fatigue. Now he's going on the IL. Buck Showalter apparently only expects him to miss one or two starts. So pitchers go on a 15-day IL. It's retroactive to when he last pitched. Uh, But going on a 15-day IL, and then he's potentially missing one or two, which means the Mets expect him to be back at the end of the season and presumably would be good to go for the postseason. You got to experience Max Scherzer last year. Dead arm, couldn't finish out the postseason when the Dodgers got eliminated. Um, You've been worried this year about the Mets if they get DeGrom and Scherzer having too good of a pitching staff to beat. I'm kind of more afraid of the Braves. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> I think the Braves have a really good staff. They do. They, don't deeper, have, they have a deep right. They have deeper starters than just the. I mean, Degrom and Scherzer, if they're completely healthy, are like okay, that's a deal. You have to deal with that one too, and that's hard. But I think the Braves throughout one through what would it be four, maybe four, five in the four, NLCS. maybe maybe. Like yeah, I I maybe think five. I agree with you. So at this point, you have now let the Braves surpass the Mets in terms of your yes. <laughs> in terms of my fear. Yeah, your fear. I'm, of I'm afraid of everybody. Uh, well, that ha- it's true. That's true. You're afraid of the Padres who can't <laughs> win a game. I get horrified of them. So I, the the top end for the Mets is DeGrom Scherzer going one, two and dominating in the postseason. I don't know how realistic it is to expect DeGrom and Scherzer to actually make multiple postseason starts because, because their we, left side is fatigued. Right. When are we going to see that DeGrom has had plenty of injury issues. Scherzer is like, what is he? 38 or something? 37. And had problems last year in the postseason, has left side fatigue now. Like, it just seems like the Mets have a very uh, fine margin for error with those two starting pitchers that one thing goes wrong, and all of a sudden, yeah. who are they starting instead? And one of their biggest assets, it's gotten. Not that they're suddenly a bad team if they don't right. have Scherzer, but. No, but who are they starting, and can you get to that closer? Right. It, yeah, Edwin Diaz. Just bring, just start him instead. I mean, pr- just play the trumpets just before every him. inning. Let him pitch. Let him run back out to the bullpen after each <laughs> inning instead of the dugout. And then we'll the do the walk-in. Yeah, yeah, every do inning. Do the walk-in every time. He'll be fine. Have no problem whatsoever. Um, the other baseball story. Did you see Monday night Cody Clemens, who's Roger Clemens' son, is a position player for the Tigers. He came in to pitch because it was a blowout. They were losing to the Angels by a lot of runs. Came in to pitch and actually struck out Shohei Otani. Struck out Otani. And, like, asked to keep the ball, was like, oh, God, give me that ball. Like, threw it over to the dugout. So, strikes out Otani, keeps the ball. There's even there's a shot of Otani in the dugout. I think he's looking at an iPad watching the strikeout, and Otani kind of laughs after he struck out on, like, a 60-something mile-an-hour pitch. Shohei Otani actually signed the baseball for Cody Clemens. That's very cool. It's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. That's very cool. So Cody is, is Shohei the one who wrote on the ball what a nasty pitch? Yes, wrote what a nasty pitch and then signed it for Cody Clemens to keep in his house. Which, listen, I think beyond like winning the MVP or World Series, that might be Cody Clemens' favorite all-time piece of anything he does in his baseball career. That's going to be his number one piece. Of what would be more important to you, that or your first hit ball? That one. Oh, that one. Because Cody Clemens, we'll see how good his career is, but Cody Clemens is going to have a lot of hits in baseball, right? Even if it even if he only plays like one more season before right. he's never any good, he's going to end up with plenty of hits. He's probably never going to strike out another batter again in his life. And he's definitely not going to strike out somebody as good as Shohei Otani. That's more important. 